0: This is the Level Up Podcast. I'm Taylor Petrinovich. And I'm Kelly Gilster of 618 Studios. And we are on a mission to help filmmakers level up their businesses and their craft so they can make more and work less.
1: We want to help you confidently take your business from mainstream to luxury, and it all starts right here. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another conversation. I am here with my co-host, Taylor Petrinovich. Taylor, how are you? I am doing great, Kelly. How are you? Good. We are, where are we now at the tail end of January? um, How was your first month? Are you hitting all your New Year's resolutions and goals?
0: Um, Of course. Just kidding. Um, Actually, the day that this episode goes live is my birthday. Um, (sighs) So that's kind of exciting. It's not as we're recording, so it's slightly less exciting. But um, I'm turning 32, which I feel like I'm like solidly in my 30s now, which is, yeah, that's a thing. Um (laughs) You're so
1: young. Like, I can't believe it. 32, three kids... I'm 34, but I'll be 35 like you're just such a baby. I'll be 35 in a few months. So now we're just spilling our age in the start of this (laughs) podcast episode. If people were wondering, I'm 34. Taylor is now
0: 32. We broke the cardinal rule of being a woman. Just kidding. Um, No, I don't know. I I like it. I feel like your 20s is very much so like figuring out like who you are and what you want to be. And in your 30s, like it's like more of like a refinement. And then I've heard that once you're like 40 and beyond, you just kind of like stop caring about what people think. So that, that'll be great once we reach that. Um, so I love it. A massage. So probably as you're listening to this, I'm getting a massage, um, which is like my most favorite activity to do. Um, so it's going to be a great day, but, um, I'm also great because we are just actually coming off of our very first Reset Summit. So um, a lot of you joined us last week for this. Um, It was a virtual one-day event last Thursday, and it was just – it was phenomenal. It was so much fun. Uh, We had a great turnout. Um, I think that our students really loved the education, and there were some minds blown. What do you think, Kelly? Yeah, there was definitely
1: minds blown, which was – so much fun. I think also it just sometimes it takes a little bit of time to make that full mindset shift. Um, But we really dove deep into um, a proven strategy that Taylor and I both have for how to structure your collections, to speak to clients where they're really seeing what they want in them. Um, And then also we dove into proposals. I think one of the biggest things that I see Um, filmmakers make is they send me an example of their proposal and then I'm like, oh, this actually isn't a proposal. So we really lifted the veil on what a true proposal looks like, how it should look like, and when to begin implementing um, proposals in your booking process. Um, That was really great, I loved that segment. And then also our segment on consultations, how to confidently approach consultations, and more importantly, Taylor and I are big on etiquette here at the Level Up Co, etiquette when it comes to how you're conducting communication with your clients, what you're wearing on a wedding day, how you're um, approaching a wedding day, um, we're big on etiquette over here. And so we dove into the etiquette of consultations, when to ask um, of them from clients or planners, and how's the best way to go about conducting those. So all really great things. We cannot wait for future Reset Summits too that will be a slightly different theme, but this one um, on pricing and packages and proposals was really mind-blowing, as we said. And, Taylor, do you wanna tell them if they missed out, there's still an opportunity for them to relive it.
0: Yes. So like with all of our other educational things that we do, we've recorded it, guys. Um, we want our students to be able to rewatch it and we want opportunities For those of you who maybe you weren't like even aware that we existed um, before we launched the Reset Summit and you're just now hearing it for the first time, um, it is available to you. So you can still find that at thelevelupco.com forward slash reset and you can grab the replay. Um, It'll be there forever and all future, like if you're listening to this in like 2026, guys. Um, future Reset Summits will be at that link as well. And at the bottom of the page, you'll always be able to have access to purchase previous ones as well. So I just feel like it was really, really valuable and we saw some great shifts in people and it's like really tactical information. It's not like, you know, like dreaming of what you want your business to be. It's very much so like you take notes, you go apply it to your business and you make more money. Like it's very cut and dry. Um, so if that's your learning style, then I think you're going to love it. Um, but now that we are kind of, Edging towards the end of January. You no, know, we're solidly into 2024. And um for most of us, like, especially, like I said, like in the Northern Hemisphere, so not like our Australian listeners, but a lot of us are in our off season right now, right? So, like, a lot of peak wedding season kind of starts between, like, I don't know, around like April, May. Things really start picking up and they die back down around like October, November. And so it's the off season. And we have some thoughts on how you should be um you know spending your off season so that you are resting but you're still kind of putting in some work to set yourself up for success when busy season kind of hits um so kelly do you have any thoughts about the off season before we dive into these three things that we've come up with that we want our listeners to do yeah one thing i really
1: want to encourage people now this i've entered my 14th season grandma grandma kelly over here coming in with her uh (laughs) big talks, but um, we always used to freak out during the off season and we never took time to really rest and enjoy it because we were so concerned about, oh my gosh, maybe my savings account is draining right now because I'm not really getting, you know, I'm just kind of living off of bookings. I don't have final payments coming in, all that stuff. Um, And I want to encourage you guys to Maybe for the first time ever, embrace this off season in a way where you actually enjoy it, because I will say that every single year I look back at maybe I'm in June now, July or August, and I am like, why didn't I enjoy the rest and the quiet when I should have instead of just like freaking out about bookings or where I was at in that certain year? Taylor, I don't know if you feel the same way. Um, but I just tend to spiral sometimes if like things aren't looking like they looked the year before or better than they did the year before, but it all works itself out. Um, and so I just want to start off by encouraging you guys in that to take that time to rest. If you have kids, really spend your time with your kids that you can maybe, you know, when you're busy editing, you're not able to spend as much one-on-one time with them or lean into your hobbies, Um, if you have time for those hobbies, do that. So my husband loves golfing. He's going to try to get some golfing days on the calendar, um, before we start off our wedding season at the end of February. So just my little encouragement to you all listening to take that time for yourself. And it's okay that we're not working in our business as much right now, because now is the time to be working on our businesses. So Taylor and I will be talking about three things that you really should be doing in this off season, along with enjoying the off season um what are taylor what's the first thing that people should be doing when working on their businesses taking that shift from working in our businesses to on our businesses
0: yeah so the very first thing i think is (laughs) um to i would say honestly like appreciate what you've accomplished like that's our like unofficial number one like kind of i don't know reflect on what you've already done so that you can feel like fueled for the year ahead i feel like we live in this like I don't know about you guys listening, but at least I know Kelly and I. We have like a very similar personality type, and we're like always looking to what's next. And sometimes it can be easy to almost get to a point of burnout faster than if you show like gratitude for what you've accomplished and like appreciate where you've been. Right. So like, kind of like keep that in mind. Um, I shared the story in our mastermind a few weeks ago, and um, guys. I want to say I read an article that would be false. I saw a TikTok, okay? Um, And it was basically about the concept of wintering. So like you can't be on and like chasing after a goal and like be at your height and your peak like 100% of the time. You need a period of time to rest and recover and it's called wintering. And um, a group of scientists were basically like observing um, a forest of trees and they were noticing how obviously in the fall, the leaves fall off. And then they enter this season of being like dormant before in the spring, um, the leaves come back and flowers bloom and things like that. So what they did was they noticed that these trees were able to live for hundreds of years. And as an experiment, they took a group of these trees. And in the fall, they injected the trees with adrenaline, which actually kept um, them living in this like summer, like forever summer. They didn't have a chance to winter. Um, and that actually caused the trees to die within like 12, like 12 months. So these trees that could have lived for hundreds of years died within just a few years because they didn't have the season of rest and recovery. And I kind of equate that to like people who are just like never getting off of the editing hamster wheel. Like you're never resting and you're never working on your business so that it can grow. You feel like you can never keep up. You're going to burn out and you're going to quit. Right? So like, first of all, rest feel appreciative of what you've done and then work on your business. And here are a few things you can do to work on your business during this like off season so that you can gear up. Um, The first one we want to talk about is portfolio. Um, We want you to clean it up, um, out with the old, in with the new. By now you've hopefully caught up with your backlog from last year and you can kind of begin to pinpoint which um, weddings or which Pieces of content you want to incorporate into your portfolio that was your strongest, that spoke most to your ideal client, was most on, most on brand for you, things like that. We we look at so many websites, like we constantly have students and listeners like asking for website critiques, and so we click onto like hundreds of websites. And one thing we've noticed is that people are not um, keeping up with their portfolio at the rate that we would recommend. Like this is something I think people should do at least at least once a year, if not more often. Um, But we're seeing people with um, things from their portfolio, like nothing newer than like three years old. And so if that's you, take this as your sign to like put some TLC into your portfolio because people are actually looking at that.
1: Yeah, I can't tell you how many times we've looked at like during a mentor session, looked at their portfolio page on their website versus their social media feed and we're like, where is this wedding? Where is this wedding? Like what? Get these old ones off of here. Like that was from a totally different time when you were serving a different market and people pay attention. They really do. So be sure that you kind of go through and curate that portfolio and maybe even refine it down a little bit. We don't need as much on our portfolio as we think we do. So if something is on there that's not speaking to your ideal client, go ahead and just let it fade away from the portfolio page and it's served its time um, on your website and it's time to pull it off. And I think too, like a lot of times we get very um, tied to our work. Maybe you worked with that couple. You love that couple. They're so great. But um, sometimes it's even best to like ask a fellow friend that you Um, really admire where they are like steps ahead of you in their business and they can maybe look at your portfolio page and tell you um what is working for you and what isn't taylor and i love doing this on mentor calls or within our mastermind program we're always looking at our students portfolio pages and telling them you know let's let this one fade away and or let's bump this one up like this is a really good one
0: yeah so great to have um an outside perspective on things um So our second one is one that I am putting on my to-do list as well. So we can all do it together. Um, And that's going to be cleaning up our inbox. Um, If you're the kind of person who has 2,000 emails, um, currently in your inbox, take this as your sign to go through every single one, delete the spam, delete things that are not client-related, and archive the rest. Um, What I like to do within Gmail is I have folders um, to the left of the screen. And they're literally just titled by year. So I used to be good at it and I need to catch back up. But so I have folders 2020, 2021, you know, all these things. And like all client related emails get archived so that my inbox is like really just like showcasing what's related to now. Um, And it's not cluttered. Um, I don't know how like frustrating it is when sometimes like an email comes through and you missed it just by the sheer volume of emails that you have in your inbox. You just didn't see it. It got lost in like the shuffle. And that's really, really frustrating for our planner partners, for clients or anyone who's trying to get in touch with you. And it can happen and it does happen. So just make sure we're kind of, you know, putting a little bit of attention there. I know it's not like one of the like fanciest or like most exciting tasks to do, but it's one that needs to be done. Yeah, I used to be so good
1: about this. And so I'm gonna add this to my to-do list as well. I used to be able to, with how my Gmail was, I used like a certain setting where it like shows like emails one through 50. And I could literally just condense it down to one page. Like I could have like 50 emails that just kind of like, those are all the emails that I really need. Like either it's like an open project or an ongoing conversation with something that we have going on. So I was really, you'd be surprised at how much you can like, you know, condense down. And also Taylor made a really important comment. If you missed it before, she used the word archive, not delete. And so anything that's ever client related in conversation, you always need to archive that, um, not delete it. So you always are able to, if ever needed, um, you know, find that email, you know, years from now. Um, yeah, I actually just did that, I did that for a client. She hired us to film her sister's wedding just this past October, and I knew that she she kind of just referenced, "Oh, I'd love for your, you to just like provide for them everything that you provided to us." And so I was able to just look her name up. I had archived her email. I looked up. I found their contract. I pulled it up, and I could see like the scope of work that we did for them, and then. It was a very easy process, so it didn't take too much digging just because I archived and didn't delete. So um, definitely take that approach too.
0: Yeah, doing more work up front will save you time later, and I think that's like just a great like idea to live by. Um, okay, we're going to get to the third thing in just a second, but before we do that, we're actually going to dive into a new segment we're doing in 2024, which is answering your questions. Um, These are listener generated questions. Um, We will actually be putting a call out for questions again very soon. So if you're not already following us on Instagram, we are at the Level Up Co. And we do that in our stories. So um, make sure you turn on the notifications so that when we post stories, um, you can hop on that and submit your questions to be answered. Uh, We also ask our Facebook group um, for questions as well. So this one's coming from Instagram. And this is a question from Hillary Shedd, who is a photographer um, in Colorado. And she asked a really great question, which is, how do you thank venues and planners who refer you? And how often, and what do you do to thank them? Um, Kelly, what are your thoughts? I
1: think there's like a couple ways you can go about this. You can either take the way of like, it's kind of maybe a gifting to them at the end of the year or I actually personally think that it serves you better as a filmmaker or photographer to be doing like little tasks for them time and time again to stay at the forefront of their mind. Um so that could look like, you know, they sent you an inquiry that you're really excited about, even if it didn't work or not, like writing a nice handwritten note. Like it doesn't take a lot. We don't need to like throw a bunch of money into gifts, you know, all that stuff. I think like the beauty of a handwritten note has been like really lost in our society these days. Um, So I think I love to do that. I also love to, you know, maybe if they did book us and I want to thank them. um, Taylor and I talk in our course about these like really beautiful curated boxes that we um, love to like point towards. I actually referred and I got that idea because I referred a wedding to a wedding planner who the client booked them. And it's not as you know, as filmmakers, you know, we're kind of the last on the total poll booked often. And so it's it's really rare that we're able to return the favor to planners and refer them. And so they sent us this really beautiful box, and I just thought it was like the most amazing thing ever. And I would love I loved receiving it, and I knew that other people would love receiving it. So things like that. Also, I think that we really sleep on the fact that It may not just be a gift. Like, guys, please don't be, like, sending out coffee mugs, like, you know, to them that they're just going to, like, throw in the back of their cabinet. Or please don't share, like, nothing, like, with your, like, logo on it. Like, they just don't want it.
0: I don't know. Taylor, what do you think? Yeah, they don't want, like, your candle. No.
1: Yeah. So just being bluntly here. We don't want you to waste your money, and that's why we're being blunt with you right now. Um, But... Also, like, create content for them, you guys. It's like 2024. Everybody wants video content. It's easier now than ever to plug in videos as backgrounds on their website or various pages or whatever it could be. Um, Create those for those planners that um, maybe are going through a refresh or a rebrand. Reach out to them and kind of just say, like, hey, I'd love to create something if you're looking for a background something, you know, how amazing would that be for you if like their potential clients are seeing your video like looping on the main page of their website? Taylor, anything else to add?
0: Yeah, um, I also I do think that we kind of underestimate the power of just showing up and being a really great reflection on the planner who referred us. Um, We do forget that every referral they give and every client that they help um, their client's book, um, they, like, they're literally putting their neck on the line for us and they're putting their brand and reputation on the line too. And I think that, like, the very first step is just to show up and be extremely professional, be a team player, be a good reflection on the planner, don't embarrass anybody, and leave a great impression on the client and their family and anyone who is involved in the wedding day. I would, I would say that, like, no gift would be able to like bring you back from a poor experience right like it all starts with that experience so like that's the first thing um not for weddings I've done this for styled shoes though where like a planner has invited me I have um brought with me like um I really like um what's the candy store I really like um oh is it sugarfina sugarfina yes so I will buy their like eight-piece bento box and you guys it's like significant I don't know for candy it's like 80 bucks 90 bucks or something like that but it's really beautiful and it's like a luxury candy company and I'll bring like a bento box and like gift it to the planner like in person too just like hey thanks for you know thinking of me and I'm excited to work together things like that but it doesn't have to be this like huge gesture um I would say like don't ask the planner to get you like coffee with you or like Unless you have like a really great relationship already, maybe like don't invite them to lunch as a thank you. You know what I mean? Like you really have to feel it out, but like asking for their time, I would say is not like a gift. I would almost say that's like a different different thing. Also Taylor, I think this kind of falls in line with our third point
1: and you kind of touched on it, which is like how you show up on a wedding day. And so I think that the third thing that some of us should do in this off season is honestly go shopping, right? It's time to kind of refresh the wardrobe, especially if you have a new strategy in mind, there's a new market that you want to serve. If you're not there yet, they always say you need to be dressing for the job that you want, right? So even if you're shooting weddings where maybe even the guests aren't wearing suits, right? They're more casual, button-up shirts, maybe a dress pant, they're not wearing a coat. You show up in that coat if you're a gentleman. If you're a lady, like, you know, Taylor and I are big fans of jumpsuits, dresses kind of more of that midi length generally nothing too short nothing at the knee or
0: above um and then I don't know Taylor what else do you like to wear yeah I mean I think we talk about having like a little one to two inch heel is really beautiful or a flat like we're not showing up in sneakers um and I think most importantly is like looking slightly fashionable like As much as, like, I'm not, like, necessarily, like, super passionate about fashion and clothing, but our industry is as a whole. Like, we are the epitome of, like, artists and, like, self-expression. And, like, when you go to things like Engage, like, your eyes are really open to, like, what, like, people are paying attention to because fashion is a huge component of that. So I feel like Although it feels like a very insignificant detail and you could just pop over to Marshall's or TJ Maxx, like, and you could probably find something good. Like, I do think it's better to, like, make a lasting impression and dress, like, really well with something that's, like, current and fashionable And that goes for, like, whether you're a 20-year-old dude or a 50-year-old female, like, in anything in between, like, you can still dress really nice no matter, like, where you are, your body type, anything like that. Um, Kelly and I really like Aritzia for the ladies. Um, They have some great stuff, everything from blazers to, like, trousers to dresses. Um, Where does Paul like to shop, Kelly? Kelly? He just, he found this like stretch, it's a stretch,
1: so it's a suit. So any guys that are listening that are like pushing back on the suits, Paul pushed back on the suit for so many years and the performance fabric on these suits have changed so much where like you really can't complain anymore. Like they're so comfortable. They're so lightweight. They're not what they used to be. You can do your job. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, but I see so many comments in like Facebook groups that are like, I can't do my job if I wear a suit. And I'm like, That's BS. Like, the the fabric technology has changed so much to where, like, Paul can get his Ronin up over his head if he needs to to get some, like, tabletop details. Like, it's going to be fine. You'll be okay. Um, His is just from Macy's. Um, So he has, like, a navy blue and a black suit that he likes. He kind of just, like, cycles between those and he kind of just wears like the same thing each time he kind of plays it up too, like if we kind of know the mood and theme of the wedding like if he's just gonna go with like a straight he likes a bow tie also so he'll do like just a black bow tie or if it's like a little bit more fun and colorful um he kind of has like a cool like floral bow tie that he likes to wear so he kind of like brings in some of his like personality and a nod to the wedding theme also through those little small touches
0: I love that and that's truly something that planners notice. They're going to notice that you took the extra step and put the extra like attention and care into those little details and um, like they're going to remember you. They are going to remember you. Um, I remember like my wedding was not even anywhere close to being luxury but I remember back in 2015 when I got married Um, our photographer had asked us like what our color palette was and we went with like just, like, very standard, like, black blush and gold, which was, like, very trendy at the time, um, and he showed up wearing, like, a blush color tie, and I actually caught, I remember commenting on it. I was like, oh my gosh, you match our wedding, how sweet, and so, like, they do notice, like, clients notice, like, I first firsthand experience from clients noticing, um, so anyway, if you want to make an impression in 2024, you want to level up your brand, you want to make more lasting impressions, and, like, capitalize on all the relationships you've already built I would say that this is like one very small detail that most people are not doing and that you can do it and stand out from the competition so um we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode is very short very sweet just three little things that you can go do right now um or you know over the next month or so before busy season hits us all Um, and if you have other ideas of things that you think that wedding filmmakers or photographers should be doing during the off season, um, go over to Instagram and there'll be a post that coordinates with this episode and let us know in the comments, um, your ideas, and maybe we will highlight, um, some of our favorites.
1: Yeah, and if you're watching on YouTube too, you can also always jump into the comments and leave um, a little something that you feel like we can all do in this in this off season. But it's a it's a wonderful time. Let's not freak out again about maybe how bookings are looking or just the slowness. Don't try to fill it with too many things. Um, fill it with actionable things like we talked about, and also filling it with just fun things that we can't do when we're in the thick of the you know busy season. Yep.
0: And um, cheers to an amazing 2024 ahead. Thank you for joining us in this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us reach more filmmakers just like you by taking a screenshot and sharing it on social media. Don't forget to tag us at The Level Up Co. And join us again next week. Same time, same place, as we continue to level up the industry together.